From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 473 for the week of July 19th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Michael Bowling, plus our special guests and also good friends Denise Hawkins and Luella Loriola. And in this segment, we all talk about, well, not all, Nancy doesn't get to talk, I'm kidding, uh, about our experiences <laughs> right. on July 17th, 2015, which was Disneyland 60th birthday. Hello, folks. Hello. Hey. hey hello. hello there. So, Friday, July 17th was Disneyland's 60th birthday, and the park hours were posted as 8 a.m. to midnight and people were lining up how early michael well oh, when i got there at well, five there were already people there but i heard they were lining up the night before the night before right yeah okay i heard they started at 9 p.m wow okay i mean when we when i left the park the night before i saw some people already out there that's okay and that's dedication ridiculous. yeah okay so michael you got in line at five denise you got in line at five as well Around 5, yes. Okay. We got and there a little after 5.30 because the parking garage didn't open until 5.30. So Kelly and I were in the queue for the parking lot. When I got there at 5, um, one of the cast members said there was about 700 people in line. Okay, so that's not... It wasn't bad. No, okay. So Denise, which side did you line up on? The Harbor Boulevard side or yes. downtown Disney? Okay, I was on the downtown Disney side. There, there were not a lot of people on that side. Okay, so, so what what time did they allow folks through security through back check? I think it was around six. Five, five thirty, six o'clock. Okay, yeah, and it and, went really quickly. Okay, and then at what time were the gates open? Did they open at seven? They opened at seven. Seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. They oh, okay. open an hour early. Okay, I thought it was open even earlier than that. No. Okay. And at that point, the whole park was open, right? They didn't do rope drop or anything like that? They didn't keep you on Main Street? That's a good question because we all stayed on Main Street. Denise, you would know because you... did. As you re- soon as we walked in, they welcomed everyone in. The park was completely open. Okay. Wow. And they had people lined up doing high, well, high fours because they all had Mickey hands and all that. And Carol came in a little later with our granddaughter and they were, they had started, uh, you know, back in downtown Disney, um, with the high fours. Wow. Neat. And yeah. And then, um, not, they didn't have them along the Esplanade, but then picked up again in town square. Okay. So, um, but, but what they did have on the Esplanade were the newsies. Yeah. They had when the we newsies. Were all waiting. Mm-hmm. While we were waiting, and they were <clears throat> because when we walked through the security line, right? They get they all handed us a copy of the OC register, right, right. And so the newsies were reading it, and they were doing their thing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, when I got there, oh, probably between seven fifteen and seven thirty, there was virtually no line at bag check and no line at the turnstiles. So you just walked in. I just walked right in. What time was that again, Tom? Wow! B- right before seven thirty. Okay. If I remember correctly, I looked at my watch on the on the on the art, and I it was like seven fifteen. Everyone was in line for lockers and Starbucks. That's why. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, or 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 the photo opportunities. Everybody was in line to take your picture with the big buttons and tickets and things like that. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so you referred to the newspaper, uh, Mary Jo. Why don't you explain what that newspaper was? Okay. Well, the OC Register is a local newspaper. Um, that has a lot of Disney uh, or the, the local parks, et cetera. They did a special edition for the opening of Disneyland and they had um, a copy of the newspaper article for when Disneyland opened in 1955. Yeah. They had the premier souvenir edition of, of when Disneyland opened so when it was, was called awesome. the register. That was very cool. Um, they also had special maps at both um, Disneyland and California Adventure. And uh, when you say that, you mean when you o- it opened up, usually you get the, the map and you open it up as a brochure. Yeah. This one unfolded mm-hmm. and had the map of the 1955 Disneyland, right. which was. And, and it was the, the inside was the same for both, right? Mike, um, who I has a California Adventure? I looked oh, at yeah, it. I have it. I looked at it and looked at it. I was looking at I was looking at the the souvenir edition of the register and you know we've we've talked about this many times they actually have an ad for the wonderful wizard of bras nice in there so dang, it was true they really had one um yeah when you open it up there is ah, let me I'm opening it up right now the California Adventure one and inside yeah it is it's the exactly Disneyland app right? yeah. yeah um and then, of course, everyone got a souvenir button that uh-huh. said, I was there July 17th, 2015, with, with a replica of kind of a fake um, admit one ticket. Mm-hmm. From the Which is first so cool. opening day. Yeah. Um, and those, there were tons of those because we, Gina and I went over to California Adventure at 1.30 in the afternoon and they still had buttons. Even Disneyland had buttons late in the afternoon because that's our our son uh, um, and, and his fiance were in California Adventure all day. They didn't come into Disneyland till late in the afternoon, and they were still giving out buttons. Okay. Um, now, do we know if there were ever any was ever any danger of park closing for capacity? It, My understanding it was didn't no. Feel like it? How were crowds? I thought the crowds were crowds were very manageable. How were the it clouds? Was like, the clouds. <laughs> the, actually, there were none. <laughs> so well, I heard it, they were about eighty-two percent capacity. I had a friend that would was wanting to come over later after work, and I think called or found out, and, and it, they weren't even close. It was about eighty-two percent. Yeah, okay. but That's but they had they had the Walt weather that day because the previous two days, like fireworks had been canceled because of winds, and then the following day it just poured. It rained and. Everything was canceled, parades, phantasmic fireworks, and all of that. But that one day, July 17th, it was beautiful weather. <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. wasn't hot enough for the pavement to melt, but, you know. 
No. Okay. Uh, so let's talk. I, I kind of alluded to the photo opportunities. There were were there different ones all over the park. Who, yes. who took advantage of them? Luella, you. I, yeah, I took you, it, or, yeah. yeah, I took advantage of them. A lot of them we just happened to stroll by. Okay. Uh, we were. I was excited to see the tickets, so I found the A ticket and the C ticket. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, but I couldn't find. The B, the D, or the E. <laughs> okay. oh, that's so cool, um, though. And they weren't, those ones weren't, on the map, they had little diamonds for the special backdrops that were just there that day. So they had the mine train one, they had an uh, old-fashioned Tomorrowland one, but the actual tickets were randomly placed, so I had to really walk around to find them. Did you see the stagecoach? I did. Yeah, that yeah, was Yeah, that cool. was a special one by Big Thunder Ranch, yeah. and... Uh, when you took a picture by those backdrops, they also have the these pennant, these Disneyland sixty pennants that you could hold. Um, so and those, one of those were those well, in the stores. Yes, they were. Yes, they uh, were. Okay. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. So we went to all the as many as I could find, and th- at certain times of the day, the lines were really long, and then certain times it was just randomly. It's, it was a random luck if it was a short line or a long line. And they had they had the replica of the button that everybody got, but they also had right. a child version of it. They did. Well, we found that accidentally at DCA. Okay. So all over Disneyland, it seemed to have the adult one, which was red. Uh-huh. And uh, we I went to DCA because they had a lot more of those backdrops. They had a marquee, the old fashioned Disneyland marquee backdrop, as, as well as uh, I think it was the entrance backdrop. And then we saw the green ticket version of the red ticket. And I had to have my son take a picture of that. Nice. Um, and uh, like I said, with those little bi- uh, banners that you hold, those little boards, they're not announced anywhere. <laughs> you just have to walk around and find yeah, them. Yeah. Very cool. So how many, how many different pictures of those did you get? Oh, I think I got the backdrops i tried to get them all i think i had like five or six and then like i said i was walking around i really wanted that e-ticket and i couldn't find it (laughs) dang it (laughs) were they in front of attractions that would have been on an e-ticket or a c-ticket or a ticket or Uh, just randomly i I think they were just random it could have been but where i had taken the c-ticket picture when i walked back the the person wasn't there anymore so it could have been they just yeah they were moving around okay um, and then, of course, they asked people to show their Disney side and dress like it was 1955. Um, there were people in costume, but not as many as I would have thought and not as many as you would see on the official, unofficial Dapper Day events. But it was still kind of fun. I know I yeah. all dressed up. I dressed up. Your son dressed yeah. up. Yeah, um, well, I was excited to dress up, but I had a couple friends that said it was going to be just too hot. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to dress up. It and then hot. I had a couple people that came up to me and asked me, how did I know to dress up? So I'm assuming they didn't read the blog because right. I don't think they really advertised it extensively. I, if you read the blog, then yes, you would have known. Yeah. And it was that one Disney Parks blog and that was it. Yeah, and that was and it. And it was pretty yeah. late. It was only, what, two weeks before the event. Right. I know I didn't have time to put anything together. I was leaving the day after. So, yeah, you had a really full. late. So at 10 a.m. in the morning, which would be when 10 a.m. is, uh, they had a ceremony in front of the castle uh, that was simulcast all over the park. 
Um, I saw screens in what Frontierland, the in the Hub, in Town Square. <laughs> was it a DCA as well? Did they have screens there? They did. They okay. had one in um, Carthay Circle. They had them. I think they had one near the ESPN zone, right in yeah, downtown I think they Disney. Were doing it on on the TVs, on the TVs in the hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was their the official um, ceremony for the 60th birthday, hosted by the uh, president of the Disneyland Resort, Michael Koglazer. Um and kind of surprised me. It started with Walt's. Um, dedication speech which you would think they would have saved for the big finale or something like that but um they started with Walt's speech and then brought out michael Kloglazer. uh who wants to talk about the ceremony i've, I've been doing enough talking go ahead michael i'm letting hey, well, you well the nice thing is <laughs> then they uh i think right away they started to you know he welcomed everybody and right. one of the things that he did was he he introduced people who were instrumental yes. in the opening of Disneyland. And so he invited the Disney family. I mean, he, he welcomed them. They were there. I have a story about that afterwards. Mm. He also, the, he introduced the uh, original Imagineers that helped build the park who were in attendance. Um, the original Mouseketeers were also there because, remember, they were in the opening ceremony before their show ever debuted on television. And also the original cast members um, who were there. And then the nice thing is, yeah, they played Walt's dedication speech. And uh, then I think the highlight probably for everyone was that, you know, they introduced Richard Sherman and Ashley Brown, who played Mary Poppins on Broadway and they sang um, Feed the Birds in honor of Walt, um, you know, Walt Disney. And Michael Koglazer also announced uh, the, the $1 million grant. He called it the $1 million dazzle that Disneyland was going to do where they were going to award grants in a total of $1 million to organizations that help children and families. And so also in attendance were the first recipients, which was um, the Orange County Girl Scouts. And, I, you know, it was a short ceremony, but I thought it was very well done. It was very nice. It wasn't so short when you were packed like sardines in the hot sun wearing long sleeves and a tie. Oh, that's true. You were, <laughs> yeah, because you were dressed up and, and everything. But w- one of the cool things is that everybody who was there, it seemed, knew that we were, we were there to see the ceremony. Uh-huh. So people were basically in a good mood. Yeah. Yes. Just waiting. Um, a lot of camaraderie and yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just, I think everybody was just excited because we knew that we were there at a special time, especially when we heard that Richard Sherman was going to be there, mm-hmm. right? As soon as we saw a lot of us, as soon as we saw a piano, piano, you know, yeah, we we were like, oh my gosh, Richard Sherman, Richard. Well, Sherman. And, and Ashley Brown, she's also the one that sings the new song from the Disneyland Forever show, correct? Kiss the uh, kiss goodnight. That I'm not sure. Okay, yes, we'll say that she is. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm almost positive that's that's correct. She sings the Kiss Goodnight uh, song from Disney Night Forever. Um, Michael, let's talk about the significance of the Disney family being there. That's what you were alluding to, correct? Yeah. Well, what happened is is we were we had an eight thirty breakfast reservation at the Plaza Inn, and when we sat down, we realized the Disney family was right next to us, and Joanna, who is one of 
um, Walt's grandchildren recognized me and Carol um, from the museum and came over and started chatting with us. And so that was very sweet. And also over there was Ron Miller. And this is significant. The, the Ron was there because Silverado was hosting an event at Club 33. Silverado is the winery that he and Diane, his late wife, started. And what's significant is, is that from what I understand, this is the first time Ron has been back to Disneyland since um, he left the company, uh, you know, the Walt Disney Company when Michael Eisner and Frank Wells took over. And, of course, he was there because his wife, who's Walt Disney's daughter, has passed away. And we were talking with Di- with, with Joanna and, uh, and Chris, uh, another um, grandchild, and we were saying, we asked, you know, could I introduce my granddaughter to him? And she said, yes, of course. And we asked, could we take a photo with her? And she said, yes, because, you know, we trust you. Because he does, he's very humble. He doesn't care to be in photos and stuff. And so we went over there and I explained to, you know, I introduced myself, but he knew I was. It's not like those that, you know, they invite us over for tea or anything like that. But, <laughs> but you know, he, I've chatted with him several times. And I, I explained to our granddaughter that this is Mr. Miller and he worked with Walt Disney to build Disneyland and to make a lot of your favorite movies. And Ron Miller teared up, you know, when I said that. I mean, it was really moving. And and then he just told Lexi, oh, I, you're so cute. I wish I could take you home. And we took photos, you know, with them and, and stuff. And it was very nice. But it was nice to see him back at the park. Um, you know, it's been really tough on him since Diane died. And, you know, he's been coming to the museum, although not as frequently. But, um, yeah, it was a big deal to have him and the family back at Disneyland. Excellent. So, yeah. um, so this, there were tons of Disney legends in, the, in attendance. I know a couple of you in in this on this call, got some pictures, Denise. Yes. Who did who did you see? Who did you take pictures of? Spill it. Uh, well, uh, Michael <laughs> Colgazer. I got a picture with him and his autograph. Okay. And I got to meet Marty Scalar okay. and Bob Gurr. Nice. And then I didn't actually get to meet Tony Baxter, but I did see him okay. and Dick Van Dyke. I got nice. a picture of Dick Van Dyke. Excellent. So it was a. I was right on the area where the VIPs walked. I was right okay. on the edge. Gotcha. So I got to see everyone, right. including the Orlando team. They walked right by me. Nice. Did you wave? I did. Nice. And they don't know who I am. So. Well, <laughs> did you get any pictures with? With folks? Well, I wasn't able to watch the ceremony oh, okay. live, okay. Um, but I just happened to be walking on Main Street when Bob Gurr walked by me. Okay, that's why I, th- I thought I saw that picture. Right. Yeah, so he walked right by me, and you know he had his handlers, but I just kind of pushed along with my child and said, <laughs> "Bob Gurr," and then he turned around. He was so delightful. Took a picture with me and you know went on his way because this was right before the ceremony. Right, right. Um, so. That's that. That's how I caught the picture nice. while he was walking towards it. Cool. Um, all right. Anything else we want to add to, about the ceremony? Good. Okay. Cool. Um, and then, <laughs> well, just that. Just yeah. that they had. Um, oh gosh, display. What do you call those things? All over the park. So no matter where you were at, you were yeah. able to watch it. You really so don't I thought listen that to me talking. Screens. Okay. No, I know she tunes uh, out. I think. 
I'm that was, sorry. That was a <laughs> way back ten minutes ago. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that was a long time. Man, did they do their usual confetti cannon fanfare? Yeah, of course, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Fireworks, confetti, streamers. I, I called it like half a second before it happened. <laughs> and fireworks, confetti, streamers. There we go. Uh, those poor people that have to clean that up. Uh, I know, right? Well, at least they have the little ride-on vacuums. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, the, um, we're talking about the original um, cast members and things like that. There was also uh, some sort of pre-parade before the 4.30 uh, Sensational that was supposed to have featured the cast members. Did anybody get to check that out? Uh, I I did see a little bit of it. I okay. actually had a an amazing seat, and then right when it was about to start, my son had to go to the restroom. Uh-oh. Okay. So that's why I ran, and I got back in time, but I lost my place. Mm-hmm. But I was able to see it. They had uh, a one of that omnibus filled okay. with cast members, nice. and it was very exciting to see Oscar near the nice. front because uh, that's who I really wanted to see because mm-hmm. I had seen him the day before and he was he whispered in my ear I'm going to be in the parade come <laughs> on me <laughs> so I really wanted to make it a point to see him but it was cast members from old and new and they had uh, in the front uh, uh, the cars with I think uh I, I want to say, I, think I, I thought I saw Bob Gurr and Marty Scalar, but I was so far back, I couldn't read right. the names. But it was more of the Imagineers, and mm-hmm. it was just a celebration of all the cast members, past and present, and uh, and everyone just waving. So it was a nice little parade. I think it was probably like five minutes, like 4.15 until mm-hmm. right before. Okay. Oh, sp- speaking of that, and then, you know, those little um, buttons that people took photos with? Right. At the Carnation Cafe. Right. They had Oscar there holding the sign, and then you could pose with Oscar saying, you know, I was there, uh, you know, July 17th, 1995, 2015. Yeah, so that was was nice. Very cool. Um, Anything else that happened throughout the day? I know in the evening there were some, some like, swing dance parties and things like that at both parks, right? Yeah, they had a big stage set up in front of the Carthay Circle. Okay. uh, And they had a big band there, a swing band. and um, Yeah, and and they're doing swing dancing. It was great. I always thought that, you know, Buena Vista Street is is themed for that. that, Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was nice to see that. We asked if they were going to do this regularly. But the uh, Disney representative who was there said, as far as he knew, this was a one-time only right. event. Didn't, did they have a band at, at uh, Fantasy Fair? or Tomorrowland Terrace. My husband okay. and I went to Tomorrowland okay. Terrace, and they had a 50s band. Okay, cool. And they were wonderful, and everyone was dancing and having a really nice time. Nice. They nice. did have the regular swing dancing, I think, at, over at um, you know Princess Fantasy Fair. Okay. Was Not that, Friday night, it was Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday, that's, yeah, yeah Saturday. Royal, Royal Swing Big Band Ball. Uh, all right, so let's talk about merchandise. Um, so normally that is the biggest line in the park, and that's a lot of white people line up three days in advance, and that didn't happen this time. Mary Jo, why? Well, I think they learned their lessons from the 50th anniversary when it was <laughs> I don't ridiculous. Think Disney doesn't learn lessons. Come on. <laughs> well, for for once this time, what they did is they actually released the merchandise the day before. Nice. So on the 16th, that I went there on the 16th just to to buy things mm-hmm. over there, and but I did not prepare myself, so I was um, <laughs> darn it. I so 
there were items that I didn't even know, but Michael was able to get some things there. Right. We were, they had, they were releasing things from the 13th through the 16th, with the 16th being the big day. But there were things like, you know, there were new Starbucks mugs that were for the 60th anniversary. So uh, cute. Yeah, there, there was like a, a big, you know, ceramic one as well as a travel, you know, mug. And then there were, um, you know, there were, there, there were pins that came out. One was, uh, I think it, it, it was actually the date, you know, July 17th, 1955 with the anniversary and, you know, and all that stuff, 60th anniversary. And th- they came out with three different shirts on the 16th. One, uh, and the funny thing is they didn't have them in Disneyland in the Disney showcase. It, I, we got them over to Elias, you know, um, you know, Elias and Sons, where they had tons of stuff and no lines. And they had an annual pass holder shirt, which is in that sort of Cinderella blue color that then had the 60th anniversary logo and the date. And then they had um, they had a, a couple other versions of 60th anniversary shirts with dates on them. And they came in these little string bags that also said 60th anniversary, you know, and all that on there. And it seemed like and then there was, you know, these diamond pins that had been coming out. Mm-hmm. That people have been standing in line for overnight. Been, yeah, those are the ones people are standing for. Right. Well, apparently people were st- had been sleeping the night before at, since 8 p.m. on. Yeah. I'm waiting because it was the big diamond pin right. that everybody wanted. And then the funny thing is, Carol and I, we felt guilty after we realized people were sleeping overnight. We walked, we walked into California Adventure and we went up to a cast member who was standing there looking official and and to ask him where do we get the mickey quest maps and he said oh do you want do you want a wristband for the pins i said what pin and he says for the diamond pins and i said um sure and then we um and so we got in line and we weren't even in it an hour and we each got two of the diamond pins that everybody wanted oh you're so lucky michael (laughs) and then i started hearing people telling all these stories about how they drove down and were up all night and all this stuff and then they turned to me and said how long did you wait and i said oh about an hour (laughs) and they just looked at me stunned (laughs) that's the bruises i saw on you (laughs) (laughs) so anyway but um yeah, so so I think because they released all the merchandise the day before most of it, that the crowds just didn't show up. Right. Well, and, they, did, they did the and, same thing in May too. They released a lot of the merchandise three days early. Yeah, and some of it was also available at the Disney Store online, mm-hmm. so you could get it that way. Also, I think when word got out, they were not giving out free ears. I think that probably because that that went out right away that it was right. going to be a pin, and I think that was even leaked the night before with an image of the pin. So I think the the eBay people and all of that that would have come and stood in line and got all that stuff when they realized there wasn't anything being right. just you know sold that that took care of a lot of the crowd mm-hmm. that and it was also blackout days for a lot of the pass holders. Yes, they had that and. There were very few items other than the button that we got when we got in. There weren't really anything that said I was there with the date on it. It was just that button. Yeah, and I wish they did. I wish they did have something, a yeah, shirt I, or something like that. 
thought yeah. there was a pin that said had the date on it. There's a pin that has a date. It's a limited edition, and it has uh, July seventeenth, nineteen fifty five, and then it has July seventeenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, and but that was released two days before. Right, and okay. it was still there when I was there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. it was still there today too, okay. in yeah. in large quantities. Okay. So and and thinking that you know there, I was remembering how it was on the fiftieth. Mm-hmm. I bought as many as I could so I could get them to my friends. Right. And um, which you had five uh, pin limit, mm-hmm. and then I saw that they did, hadn't sold out of them. So, but uh, uh, that and and the t-shirts they had that was the theme. The t-shirts had the original opening date and then July seventeenth, nineteen fifty-five. So. That's pretty cool that they had the, that many so that people um, get, had an p- opportunity to get them because on the 50th anniversary, there was a lot. There were a lot of items that people couldn't get because the hoarders were getting buying, yeah. snapping up, yeah. snatching them up. So, um, however, I did. There were lines for merchandise because what it was what around noon I think we were in Frontierland, Mary Jo, and I was going to go into the pen shop. And oh, I that's right. I couldn't get into the pin shop because you had to wait in line to get into the pin shop. So mm-hmm. there, there were some lines, but and it didn't look like it was that big of a line. But I still wasn't going to wait to get into a shop. I didn't want a pin that bad. Um, one thing we forgot about in the free free section free stuff section of the podcast was the cupcakes. Who did anybody oh. get a cupcake? Oh yeah, I did. I mm-hmm. did. I did. They were, were they were surprisingly good. Really? They were yeah. not bad mm-hmm. for free. Yeah, we <laughs> got ours over at the Grand California, and they had them out all day and into the evening. Okay, I got mine at the Jamboree. I was walking up the trail over there taking pictures, etc. And I saw the huge banner and the sign saying cupcakes over here. I walked in and there was, I won't say it was full, but there were a lot of people milling about and the cast members were so cute. They all had the cupcakes and, you know, they're in the palm of their hand offering them to people as you came up with a beautiful smile. And it was again, just like somebody had said earlier about the camaraderie. Uh um, It was the same feeling when you went in there and got the, Got the cupcakes, so and it some, was good. Was somebody telling us that there were also a gluten free option? I think I heard that there was a gluten free, but okay. I know when I got my cupcake, and I got mine's by uh, the by Toontown. Okay, I, I they just gave me a cupcake and didn't inquire if I wanted gluten free. So maybe if there was, you had to probably ask. Mm-hmm. One thing I forgot to mention when we're talking about the maps is the Disney California Adventure map. Not only does it have the original Disneyland map inside, on the cover it has a photograph of the real Carthay Circle Theater um, that was taken on the on the night um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs premiered. So it so people just glancing at it might think it's Uh the one the replica in California Adventure, but no, it's the real. Carthay Circle. Very cool. Um, so then, we'll, we'll, we can we can still talk about that day, but also the next day there was a special uh, D twenty three event, and Mary Jo was able to go to that and has a wonderful report. Oh, that was so cool! Um, <laughs> oh, I was there too, Mary Jo. Were you okay? Were you? Okay. Yeah, I was there too. All right, I and Mary Jo and Luella have a wonderful report. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we. Um, <laughs> 
the event started at two and you could get your ticket at one. So where was, with, the, where was it held? Okay. It was held at the opera house. Okay, cool. So it was like in the park. 20, okay. It was in the park. So Leslie and I got in line for it and there were already people in line. And there was actually another line for the waitlisted people. And Michael, I saw Trish there from the Walt Disney Museum. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she was in the uh, waitlist line. I was waitlisted, but I never got a message that I should go wait in the line or anything like that. If you had got there in the line, like, by 1230 or 1, if you wanted to wait that long, I I think you would have been able to get in. There were some chairs that were empty, I'm sorry to tell you. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually, there was a... I was one of the first ones in. I actually lined up really early, and I had some empty seats around me, and I had was trying to wave to people coming there, but I guess I was way on the one side. Actually, I sat very, very close to Tony Baxter and Marty Sklar. <laughs> I didn't want to geek out, though, but I was How way at the How could you not? Edge. I know. <laughs> so, so, we, so we thought that they were going to give us wristbands, but they actually let us into the opera house, and they gave us a, they gave us two gifts. One of them is uh, uh, those fans that open out, and it says on the fan, Acres of Fun, and it says Walt Disney Productions 1955, and it has has five um, leaves, I'll call them, with pictures of some of the attractions from that time. And when you turn it over, it says Walt Disney Archives D23 Collection. Um, with more pictures of, of the different items. And then they gave us a pin, and it's a replica of Roy Disney's um, num- Admit One, number one pin when he went to Disneyland. And what D23 said is, although Disneyland opened on the 17th, it opened to the public on the mm-hmm. 18th, right. mm-hmm. which was so it was appropriate to have that pin there. So they gave us those. So w- we were thrilled to get these gifts. And then... Um, uh, Probably at one thirty-ish or so, a little after, they let us into the theater, and everybody sat down and waited. And it started. Um, give me just a quick second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> jump in, Luella. Yeah, Luella, jump in. Oh well, um, they had the seats there for the panel. Um, but while we were waiting, they were showing trivia questions, and I'd have to say a lot of them I didn't know. <laughs> so it was that was fun. And um, after all the trivia questions, uh, they um, I didn't take notes. So, but I know that um, the person that was running the panel came out and introduced. Uh, it was the original was, engineers, um, yeah, Imagineers, Becky Klein. Yes, Becky Klein came out. Okay, so she's she's the the chief archivist, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a, she, the chief archivist, and she um, introduced five members, I believe. Yes. Um, she introduced Jim Cora, and Jim Cora um, has, oh gosh. He's I know dis- I, with the Disney um, College of Knowledge. He's with the, he also, he started working for Disneyland in 1957, and he um, used to be um he worked the attractions for the Matterhorn bobsleds and Walt Disney asked him if he was interested in training. So then he started training um, cast members. And so he helped open Disney Tokyo. So his window is global exports all over on main street. And so you can find his, his window over the clo- clothiers. So next to him uh, was Kim Irvine. 
So, and I think some of you know who Kim Irvine is. She's the um, daughter of Madame Leota. <laughs> we could put it put it that way. Yeah. Um, and her father-in-law helped design the haunted mansion. So it was all in the all in the family. So she was there. Next to her was Jack Lindquist. Mm-hmm. And then next to him was Marty Sklar. And then next to him was um, Tom Nabb, who Tom Nabb uh, was, he worked as a newsy newsboy. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I remember. Okay. Does everybody know who Tom Nabb is? I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, he worked as a newsboy and he had purchased a ticket on the first day to go in and he worked has been working for Disney ever since then. He was the original Tom Sawyer on Tom Sawyer's Island. And he said part of his job was um, baiting hooks for people and stuff like that. So, and of course, Jack Lindquist was the first president of Disneyland, right? Yes, he was the first president of Disneyland. He he knows where the bodies are buried. He's willing (laughs) and he is willing to tell you. They were characters um, Becky Klein said that she had to have a whip and chain to keep them in line because they were, you know, they've known each other for so many years, right. especially, um, Jim Cora and, and Marty Sklar. They were, they were funny. And Jack Lindquist too. They were so funny. They were really funny. They were really like making fun of each other. I mean, for, for someone who hasn't seen that before, I was like, whoa, <laughs> and, but it made everything lighthearted. You can tell they're really friends. And that's that's the one thing I like about the D23 events, especially when they get people, folks like this together. They are, they want to tell their stories. Yes. They want, they want all the, all the information to be out there. It it was, it was so nice. And of course, um, Becky had set questions to ask all of them. And then they had, you know, other anecdotes that they talked about. And then she asked them what they thought was their favorite part of Disneyland. And I think uh, Jim Corris, no, Jack Lindquist said that his favorite um, attraction at Disneyland was Marty Sklar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, it was, it was that kind of going back and forth and everything. So, so that part was great. And then after they were done, and then correct me where, where I miss out, Luella, uh-huh. after they were done, then a gentleman who's, he's one of the head people for D23. I didn't yes. catch his name. I, di- I didn't catch his name, but um, he's, well, you, that you're guy, correct. Yeah. He came out, he's kind of a youngish guy as far as we're concerned. Is and he Jeffrey came out with or? Jeffrey. Jeffrey that could Epstein? Be, that sounds familiar, Tom. Okay. And he came out with Tony Baxter. And so then they went into um, Tony Baxter actually had some of the tickets that were used when Disneyland first opened. And, they said that, you know, part of the problem, we've, we've all heard that on the opening day that we had counterfeit tickets, et cetera. But he said, in addition to that, they had these special tickets for the, for the media and they would put down their own number of people that they were bringing. So they had one that he had, I think they had what, Luella, 69 guests. Yeah. They had, it's almost like when you RSVP for a wedding, you can, you can, they left it blank. So that one had, yeah, 69. It was for this one gentleman and he was going to bring 69 people with him <laughs> so you can you can figure out that you know how many of those did they give out and then they brought in all of these people with them and then they had the a silver ticket which allowed um the guests to come in that was not part of the media um that could stay come for the opening ceremonies and then they had a green ticket 
that let people come in about 5.30 or so. And so then they were showing us footage of the behind-the-scenes footage before they, the opening ceremony. And Tony Baxter was giving. It was really funny because he was saying, oh, yeah, Disneyland was really concerned about uh, safety, safety. Yeah. right? And then you see people walking on the monorail with no rails or, or anything, no harnesses or anything like that and, and other things. So, um, Luella, do you remember anything else about Tony Baxter's, his speech before he got to the film? Oh, I, I, I know his comments during the film were hilarious, especially about the mermaid tryouts and, uh, and then about the safety. But in general, it was footage I have never seen before. And some of the footage was colored. And so I remember them saying, this is like the first time we're showing you these films that we have just seen. And so it was really awe-inspiring to see it. Yeah. That part was so exciting. And what they did is, um, what was funny about the mermaids is all of these men who were um, going to choose the girls to be the, which, who's yeah. going to be the mermaids. And so they showed this one girl that needed to be zipped up and three men were over there zipping her into her tail, you know, so... It was, everybody was just cracking up at some of these things. And then what they've done, you know, they have um, tons and tons of reels and they've been going through them and they were able to put together a film that lasts about six and a half minutes of the opening ceremony, et cetera, that other people have taken pictures of. And they match the verbiage or the narration to the colored footage. And so they showed a lot of color to a couple of, then they'd go to black and white where you see what the um, official footage is and then go back to color. And the quality of the color footage is better than the official black and white footage. So that was, everybody was pretty thrilled about seeing that. And then um, they ended it with um, the um, people, places in, People in Places, Disneyland, USA, they, they ended with that little film that they showed. But I have a feeling that this color footage that we saw, they're going to be showing it at D23. We, we were just the first group to see it. Yeah, I have a feeling too. It was almost like they were testing it out with us. <laughs> and it was, it was excellent. And I, he kept talking about what they used in the, for the actual news footage. It was, I think it was Cinescope, Cinemascope. Yeah, Cinescope. And, and he said, but then they found these other... Like the colored ones just look great. Looks mm-hmm. really great. And Very and cool. watching the the behind the scenes, like Fess Parker practicing riding the horse with no costume, just in yeah. his regular clothes and stuff like that. That was really cool. Oh, I'm glad you said regular clothes. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Um. <laughs> Sorry. And you know, for those of you who are thinking about going to the D23 Expo in August. This is the kind of stuff you're going to see there. I mean, that's that's what D23 does. That's what the archives does. So uh, fun, fun, exciting stuff with lots of behind-the-scenes info. This is also the kind of stuff the Walt Disney Family Museum does every month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, take if you're thinking of visiting, take a look at their calendar and see if you can get a ticket to one of their special presentations. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Luella, what was your favorite part of the day besides meeting me? <laughs> I always love to see my Diz friends. There you go. But um, I really enjoyed seeing those old-time backdrops and all the okay. different pictures. I think mean, that's why we had spent a lot of time doing mm-hmm. that, me and my son. 
uh, and uh, it just you know you felt really I felt really exciting being there almost like and I was dressed up I wanted to make it feel like I was in 1955 when it first right. opened right that's cool Denise what was your favorite part of the day I love the ceremony okay it, I brought a tear to my eye mm-hmm. so that was my favorite part okay Mary Jo the ceremony and especially the Richard Sherman and Ashley Brown we're we're watching Living Treasures mm-hmm. and I I was very excited to see that. Cool. Michael. For me, it was probably, it was us um, being able to chat with the Disney Miller family before the ceremony and, you know, my granddaughter, you know, being able to talk with Ron Miller because at 11 p.m. at night when we were going over our day and we were saying, oh, what was your favorite part? And she said, meeting the man who helped Walt Disney build Disneyland and make movies. I mean, oh my I mean, that topped meeting Rapunzel, meeting Winnie the Pooh, and all the attractions. She remembered that she met Ron Miller. She didn't remember his name, but she remembered she met him. And then she said, and I have the pictures to prove it. <laughs> she is you 100%. <laughs> Kelly took the coolest picture of Michael and his granddaughter talking to Ron Miller, too. They, did, they had no idea she took that picture. So, yeah, it's a really sweet picture. I think I posted it at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I had it on Instagram and Facebook and all that. I think my my favorite part it was, I mean, the ceremony, sure, but just the electricity in the air when you get into the park, because everybody is so darn excited about about being there. Um, just you know the the high fouring down Main Street, uh, just. Just being there in that moment, uh, there's no way I would have missed it. I mean, it's it was just it was just awesome being there. Um, we had an awesome Diz meet at the last minute with yeah. uh, lots lots of people showed up, but lots of listeners and you know even some people that were like, "This is my first Diz meet and I'm kind of shy." It's like, don't be shy. Come on, and, and <laughs> come it's up true, to we us had and this- say hello. We had people from all over the world. We had we people did. from New Zealand, yep. China. England. England. It was very, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And thank you for the button, Tom. The oh, Dis yeah. Unplug 60 button. Last, last minute um, edition. Uh, anything else to add, folks? No. Um, oh, we went to the Wednesdays with Walt okay. uh, on Wednesday that tied in with the anniversary okay. and it was Tim O'Day who's uh, you yeah. know works for the Disney company he had uh, he interviewed Miriam Nelson and she was married to dancer G Nelson she's an actress and a dancer and you've seen her in films you probably just don't realize it um, but she was hired to choreograph the parade on opening day of Disneyland and she also choreographed like all the dance routines uh you know like when they did the hoedown with Fess Parker you know and Buddy Epson and and um the one that they did in the New Orleans area 
of um, Frontierland, and she she coordinated everything for it. And she just told the most amazing stories. She also coordinated like the Disney on Parade when when that was re- when that went around in 1969. And um, she was 95 years old. She didn't look anywhere near that age. Sharp as a tack. Um, she still tap dances. I mean, she was amazing, but she had all kinds of stories from the golden days of Hollywood to, you know, the golden age of Disney. It was, it was an excellent um, program. Very cool. It was, it's, it's, it's a good week to be at Disneyland. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we will do this again in 10 years. <laughs> or maybe 15 they'll probably skip 70 and, and wait for 75 I don't know alright thank you everyone thank you Luella and Denise for joining us tonight we appreciate you thank you thanks for having me that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week and of course we'll be back again with you next week until then remember Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared thanks for listening thanks for listening